That'll do. Pig. That'll do. I'm not oh, a yeah. pig. Don't call me that. I I didn't you're call get, you a pig. You're gonna get Stefan excited. I Stefan just gets excited anyway. Yeah, but you know how he gets about pigs. Honestly, I could I could post him just a card through his letterbox that's just got a random pig on it, and he'd be looking for that recipient for weeks. Who gave me a postcard from Frank? It's like Frank, Frank, he's Frank. real. Yeah. God, Frank. And he lives within Manchester, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> lives within Manchester, but he sent me a he sent me a postcard from Torquay. You know, nothing nothing better than you know the south of England. He's mm. just resting there. Shut up, wind. 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 Like, yeah, like wind, we've had... like wind mobile. No, just as in the wind blowing past the tree that's outside my studio house. So, uh, yeah, you can shut the hell up. Yeah, wind. Yeah. Weather getting all up in your grill and shit. Yeah, I was going all down my chimney, which is which is the worst thing. This is actually very subdued for the opening of a podcast. Actually, I, mean, I don't have been... a chimney. Oh, I mean to be fair, it's no great shakes. You, you know, it's windy, you constantly hear birds crowing down it. Generally, a fat guy in a red suit drops down once a year. And he nicks all the presents. Yeah, and sometimes even worse. Reverse Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, about about Jimmy nicks it. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, actually. I've just completely lost track. Let's, let's, uh, let's get this warm-up out of the way, then. So, this is the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. Episode forty-three. Um, it's not as significant a number as forty-two. No, uh, it is a prime number. It is. It is indeed. So uh, you know, keeping our theme of, of enjoying numbers, uh, it's certainly one of them. And uh, number five. Prime, prime numbers are cool. Yeah, not being able to divide anything by anything other than one in itself. It's just like, oh my god. You know, yeah. they, they become they become a lot rarer the the bigger the number gets. You know, mm. they get kind of further apart. It's like, oh, eventually, you know, you're not worried about, like, the 1s and 2s and 3s, etc. You know, sometimes you got to worry about the, the 13s and the 27s and the 86s and the 86s, you know. It's like, oh, God, they get dividable by those two? Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you get to a point where you can start dividing, um, you know, by prime numbers, you know. Mm. You know like, 43 is a prime number, but 86 isn't, you know, because you could divide it by 43. It's like, oh, my God, numbers, my brain explodes. Yep. And that is that is certainly an explosion that that's just waiting to happen in terms of in terms of maths. Now I do remember that like, there used to be a best way of testing a computer for stress testing was it would just run a program where it would keep trying to calculate prime numbers, and it apparently it would just use so much processing power that it would eventually conk out. But people <laughs> then also they they just they just also use it to try and determine what the next highest prime number was. Like, Does that make me not a very good computer? Because I feel like if I were to sit and just calculate prime numbers, I would probably give up before I got to like a thousand. Yeah, no, yeah, we we'd we'd be both poor computers on that regard. Because honestly, my brain would just go trying to just trying to figure it out now. The immaterial supercomputers. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just us trying to work. What's the opposite of a supercomputer? Um, like a, I don't know. What's the opposite of super? Unsuper. I. Mm. Mediocre. Mediocre computer. Yeah, there we go. The immaterial game is mediocre computer. It's it's, it's just, just it's. It's just you and me in a room talking. Yeah, it's just a Raspberry Pi in the middle, but it's not actually connected to anything. Just just on a white table in a giant grey room. There's just this one Raspberry Pi, 
and it's actually just me in the middle just constantly plugging and unplugging it wondering why it's not working forgetting the fact that none of us have actually coded the damn thing so yeah speaking mm. of speaking of mediocre computers i'm rain and i got duncan i'm, I'm duncan that's me i'm the redheaded one well wait i forgot we're both redheaded yeah yeah i'm the i'm the slightly bigger one the wider one i was gonna say i was the tall one except i'm not i'm yeah. just skinny this is actually quite a humbling podcast for us at this point, isn't it? It's just like... We're not smart. We're not beautiful. We're both gingers. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a very reflective Sunday as we're recording this. You know, we're just thinking about all the things that can happen. All the things that aren't happening. But uh, you know what? Let's get back into positiveness, I guess. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're here. 43 straight podcasts between yep. the groups Have of us. Have a missed a week. Despite everything working against us all this time, yeah, we were just stubborn. That's what it is. Stubborn. It's a good motivating factor. Is if you just really, you know, if you just end up being so stubborn that you'll just keep going out of routine. It's, it's fine. But that being said, I do, you know, personally, I do like podcasting. It's just a good way of shooting the shit for an hour. Indeed. And yeah, in that case, then. We're gonna. We are gonna carry on with our shooting the shit. We don't really have much else of the warm up that we need to discuss. Actually, yes, we do. One minute. Did you see the news on the Sonic movie? I know it's not discussed in the news topics that we've got this week, so I was gonna get it out of the way now. They've delayed the Sonic movie till Valentine's Day next year. Uh these. I, I haven't actually like read anything. I just. I've just heard people talk about it. So I get. I guess the idea is that they're like remodeling Sonic. Yeah. So yeah. So they. Were, they because they thought he was just horrifying to look at, so they decided they're gonna make him less horrible. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he's an absolute. I, I don't know what to to say. He's he's, he's nightmare fuel in his current design. Um, you know, we talked about it on an immaterial take on plug. Even though it's a bit late now, it's a bit outdated, but it's still there to watch. Um, yeah, it's just completely wrong design. I don't know what they tried to do. They tried to make him look more human than Hedgehog or. And it just comes off looking alien with human teeth. Yeah, I don't um, know, man. Like, I, the, 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 the eyes are really what do it for me. Everyone likes to talk about the teeth. The teeth aren't right. I admit that. The eyes bother me. Yeah, you mean the the fact that he's managed to got two separate eyeballs, not the the it one with the little flap in the middle. It just doesn't where his look like Sonic, should be. you know. Yeah. So you know, yeah, no, it's it's true. But there, yeah, um, Paramount. And the director, whose name eludes me at the moment, has, has turned around and said, uh, "Yeah, um, no crunch here," um, and said, "No, we'll 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 happily delay the film." So it's no longer coming out in November. It's coming out on Valentine's Day because what nothing speaks more yeah. volumes, and nothing says Valentine's Day date like a blue hedgehog. Yeah, I mean. I, that's a niche market they're aiming for there. It's like mm. a couple that might that is interested in going out on a date on on Valentine's Day to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That is a, that is a narrow audience. Yeah. He's going to have a hard enough time to get single people in there, let alone, yeah, I <laughs> let mean, alone I mean, dating couples. Yeah, I mean, I'm avoiding it. Yeah, it's, I, I have no love for Sonic the Hedgehog as a franchise and as a property. I have zero interest in seeing this film. I, less than zero. I would avoid it. Mm. If I was being... If it was free 
and I had nothing else to do, I would probably make plans and do something else. <laughs> That's how little I am, how little interest I have in this film. Yeah. Because if I have nothing to do in a day, there's a ton of things I can do in a day. I could clean my room. I could, you know, I could go buy something at the store. You know, I could, I could stay inside, play some hero clicks. You know, mm. hang out with my sister. You know, I just yeah. so much I could do. Yeah, I mean, I could do. Yeah, that's, I mean, I could go. I could go. I could clean up my lounge. I could then just mess it up in a fit of rage. I could then clean it up again. Laundry. God knows, I'm always behind on laundry. Yeah, I could. I could picture this actually now. Yeah, definitely laundry. Put everything in, including the stuff you're wearing. Take it out. Put some stuff on and then realize that you need to clean it all over again. It's a really busy day. Ah. Yeah, so, yeah, Sonic, it's 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 going to have to take a lot more to change. However, just wanted to sort of get out of the way because I know it's not in the news list that we had this week. So, uh, yeah, and that, that actually concludes our warm-up on that point. So, I guess we can now move on to what's been played. What's been played? So, uh, Duncan, I'll give you the opportunity. Well, Ryan, uh, the last week I've been playing uh, what I would consider to be a very special game in, uh, in my heart. Yeah. Uh, myself, Stefan, and uh, Danny, who, who uh, have all been playing this with me, at, uh, it's very fortunate that they're not here, actually, in the sense, because they're not going to steal my thing, because they probably would just say the same thing. Okay. Uh, we have been recently... Getting back into League of Legends. <gasps> yes. Oh, good old League. League of Legends, 10 years old today. We, uh, we've played a few RMs over the last week. Yep. And uh, it's just, it's been a lot of fun, you know, getting back into it. You know, there's some, there's some changes, you know. It, it has been over a year since we played it. Mm. Uh some champions have changed, some abilities are different, but for the most part it's recognizable and, you know, muscle memory kicks back in and we're, uh, you know, we're able to get back into the game. And we've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And, uh, and see, the reason why I said it was a very special game for me was uh, because of the fact that League of Legends was very much the first game that I played as a part of this uh this little group of friends that i have here now that who have now become the immaterial gamers mm-hmm. you know way back before we even used discord when we were running our own ventrilo server oh yeah you know this was uh my my cousin terry uh introduced me to to y'all on the on there and uh, league of legends was uh the first game that we played as a group together uh, well, or at least that. Well, I was, you know, that I was a part of. You know, I mean, I know you, you know, you guys had done other stuff before I come along, but uh, that's when I joined along was during the League of Legend years. Oh, nothing better than than just having the group of like eight of us or ten of us, and since it wasn't easy enough to match make, you know, a five v five, good old custom games. Yeah, yeah, no, we used to. I remember doing that. You know, sometimes we do three on three or four on four, and just. Yeah. Try to balance it as much as possible, and just just go for it, you know. Mm. It so, was a it was a lot of fun, and uh, so you know, you, you, over time, you know, we 
all just kind of drifted away from League of Legends. Uh, mm. I know Stefan and I and one or two others were kind of the last uh, tag-alongs for that game for a long yeah. time uh, before we eventually, you know, quit it for a while. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that's like, so I've enjoyed, and then things have sort of gone forward. And it's not like I actually felt. It's a bit weird. It's not like I. I mean, I like the game. I think I just realised at that point that my skill ceiling sort of peaked out, and I guess the sort of my sort of the way I deal with a competitive game has changed these days. Um, I mean, I'd probably have to go and have a look at it again at some point. I've still got it on the bloody computer, to be honest. So you know. But um, yeah. How how are your characters of your favorites changed since you had your small holiday from it? Uh, not a lot. Uh, for the most part, they all seem the same. You know, I haven't played everybody that I used to play just mm. yet, so I can't say for certain if everyone's the same. Uh, Warwick is definitely different. They they've they've done things with him, and I don't know if that was like right before or sometime after I quit. But he's definitely different now. His Q used to be like a targeting ability. You know, you select one person and you bite them and you heal off of them. Yeah. Uh, the actual damaging and healing thing is still relatively the same, but now it doesn't target. It basically just does like an auto attack towards the nearest uh, enemy. And instead of doing it from a range, you actually like charge at them when you do it. Right, okay. So it's a little weird. And now the alt, which also used to be a targeting ability... Uh, is now a skill shot. Oh. So yeah, you 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 aim it, you know, and you, and you move along a path, and then uh, you hopefully hit the bad guy. Yeah, because that was the thing, wasn't it? If I remember this, this shows my age of uh, League of Legends now. But that target thing, it was it was just jumped on someone and then immobilized them, didn't he? While he just went. Yeah, well, it just went ape shit on their face. Out, which, yeah. yeah, and that and that part is still the same, uh, but just now it's a skill shot, and there's a slight like delay. Instead, you know, you don't just teleport on top of them like that. You you know you have to you like skid over to them and then immobilize them. Mm. I mean, how was all the? Because I know these seem to have gone the way of the Overwatch, sort of like a weird loot system now. In addition to your RP gain, or no IP I, gain, wasn't it? But now uh, changed, yeah, now, it, it? now now instead of IP, they call it Blue Essence. And God, apparently I have a shitload of Blue Essence. I don't <laughs> even know at what point I collected that, or if it's, I just, or, you know, I know there was a point where I just didn't feel like buying any more characters when I used to play. Yeah. So I just started building it up for a while. But, uh, you know, I've, you know, and a, a new character, an expensive character, costs like 6,300 Blue Essence, and I've got like 30,000 or something. <laughs> Jesus. And of course, yeah, some of the older characters have had their essence cost now, I guess, lowered. Yeah, I don't to... know if they do the 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 cost-lowering thing anymore. It seems to me like even characters who have been around for years still cost well, the full amount. So I don't know what, what their deal is. I don't know if they just have decided that a certain set of characters is just going to be cheap forever because they're like the starter characters or whatever. Mm. Or if there really is like a certain amount of time that they have to exist before they lower them, I don't know what their deal is. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah, because uh, I know that sort of. I guess in terms of age of champions and stuff like that, is a little bit difficult. Because from what Steph was telling me yesterday, um, there hasn't exactly been many champions released in the past like two years. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it was only like five or so, five or six characters that I didn't recognize on the on the list. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's uh that's only like once a quarter, roughly, if I 
consider how long I've been away. Mm. It is a bit, yeah. But, hell, you still enjoying it then? Yeah, no, I enjoy it. I'm going to probably continue to play it uh, going forward a little bit, you know. It's been it's been yeah. fun taking you know, taking a little stroll down memory lane, you know. That's where I'm back on the rift again, or the bridge. On the bridge, yeah. No, I, I I always play RM. People can be really snobby in in normal games, so I don't really play those. But RM, yeah, RM's good fun. Yeah. All yeah, random, think... all middle, not balanced at all. Yeah, just just absolute chaos for you know for your ten, fifteen, possibly twenty minutes. Yeah, no, it's it's generally closer to twenty minutes or so. Yeah. It'd be pretty weird to have an RM game end in like eight minutes. That was, that's that's pretty disgusting if that's what happens. Mm. Oh, we want the I want the god team again. The best god team that it was it was Skarna and then Lux and Soraka and sort of sort of others, even Morgana. It was just a just a team that was just the whole idea of get the Skarna to have all the attack speed and stuff like that, and every other character just granted shields, and uh, yeah, nothing better than the unkillable purple crystal beast. And the and what immobilizes them too? Yep. Because a lot of those people have like roots and stuff that you just listed. Why not yep. throw Viger in there too? It's just like, oh, would you like a two-second-long stun? Cool. Yes, please. So uh, yeah, so coolios. Like I said, I think I might have to download that again at some point. But I've, uh, I have sort of gone back to my unsocial roots. You know, we were all talking about getting together and playing multiplayer games. I uh, decided I was going to be a murderer. Oh, so, okay. Would you like to talk about it? Um, it's 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 fine. It's fine. It's just sleep deprivation is 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 a problem. So uh, the game I've ended up being playing is Party Hard, not the Andrew WK song. Oh yeah, I've played that with my sister once. Yeah, I I like it. It's it's, it's a you know I am a person who does the humble bundle stuff. I take a peek and have a look at stuff, and they've had the tiny build bundle uh, this fortnight, which contained um, let's see, what did it contain? Both party hards, one and two. Uh, it had uh, Hello Neighbor, Cluster Truck. And the last station, and then I think one of the other bonuses was a game called Graveyard Keeper, which is a weird-looking tycoon-like game where you manage your own graveyard. It kind of makes sense. But I was playing Party What's, Hard. What's the maintenance like graveyard, man? How did it... I, you know what I, I mean, I guess there's plots, there's the groundskeeping costs. Um, that's like the definition of a they they check in but they don't check out kind of. Yeah. Park. That is very true. Yeah, it's just a, an interesting thing on that to actually think, think about things, that. But think, uh, things that are easier to get in of than out of a grave. Yeah, a relationship. Ooh, you got real all of a sudden. <laughs> the, I mean, I made the grave joke, but then you were like, you got to bring it home. <laughs> uh, you know, never never a better person in my life, no. No, not at all. That being said, I'm not really bothered. There we go. Love tap, love tap the mic with the cranberry juice. So I think I was about to talk about party so hard. Party hard, it? yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. So it's a it's a weird, stealthish, puzzle murder game. You are a, and this is the story. So well, it follows flashbacks of a uh, police officer getting interrogated about 
the Party Hard Killings, a group of serial killings that occurred at parties across America over a period of time, all performed by one guy who decided he had enough of being woken up in the middle of the night from parties. That's his entire motivation. He just wanted to sleep. So he, he does, goes across he, the country. He, he, he doesn't he doesn't ask people to turn their music down. He turns it down for them. Boom. Mic drop. Put that tagline. Put that tagline on a on a poster. Yeah. So um yeah, so it's simple. You end up being plonked on a map I'm and your plonked. aim is to kill everyone on that map. Every Everyone. Everyone must die. Yep. So, uh, and you do that, you've got a trusty knife, which you can just walk up to anyone, and you can just give them a nice stab, and they just fall down and die. And that's and that's great. But you have to be a little bit tactical about what you're doing, because you don't want people to panic and leave the party, which I assume will happen at later levels. I only played a couple of levels this afternoon. Um, of course not. I mean, how do you kill people if they run away? Exactly. It it makes it makes entire sense. And then but the police also... get involved. It's just like, oh, it's a whole other thing. Now I got to stab the police. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah. The the other thing on that is that you don't want to leave the bodies hanging around because people will then just find them, call the cops, and if they notice you killing that person while the cops are around, they'll just arrest you. They'll just bonk you on the head, pick you up, put you into the police car. That's your night over. Um, so you also have traps and stuff around to help you either sort of blend in or get rid of people without leaving bodies. And there's also hidey spots that you can just pick up a body once you've killed them and just shove them down a sewer hole or into a bin or into some hay. And then there's like other traps like stoves, electrical junction boxes, trees. Electric junction. Yeah. Trees are nice ones, like the first level on there. You, there's a room and a whole bunch of people can just be stood there and you just cut down the tree, it'll fall through the house and kill them all. Um, poison. Just poison the food. And they'll all eat it, cough on each other. They'll die that way. Just as long as you kill everyone, it's great. What you can also do is you can be tactical in the fact of just getting the emergency services to do the killing for you. Say you say I just kill someone and then they spot the body. Someone will immediately come to call the cops who have got a great reaction time. They pick up the phone and the cops are already driving. Blues and twos. Straight there. Um, if only. If only. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if only they had those reaction times, like you said. But um, they they come in so fast that anyone who's on the front door of the property will also get run over. So, yeah, use the emergency services to your your advantage. Oh, so um, it's like GTA. Yeah, a little if bit. You're in yeah. the middle of the road when the police officer is chasing a bad guy. It's just like it's not it's not their fault. No, you were in the road. So, uh, yeah. The police always have the right of way. Put that on a tagline. <laughs> Jesus, party hard is becoming one hell of an action movie at this rate. So, uh, yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, you're literally going to a house to kill every single person there. Yeah. And be sure, and to be sure, there is a lot more people at this house than there normally is in a house. Yeah, forty-nine people on the first level last time I remembered. It was like between forty-nine and fifty-three people, depending on how it procedurally generates it, because um, you know level is different every single time you play. 
But I, I love it. I love the fact that you once you kill a few people, uh, like a black market dealer will just waddle onto the stage, open his jacket up, and there's items that you can grab from him, like smoke grenades or other stuff. Um, he, unfortunately, though, also suffers death just like every other character in the game. He's not one that you need to kill, but you can grab items from him. Um, I think the funny thing on this was a, a situation where I just laid down a bear trap. And I was just, you know, it was just on the right-hand side of the level. And I was just going about my business, killing people, just as you do. And all I see on the corner is just this black-hatted, black-robed figure just walking and immediately become Gibbs. Poor guy was trying to give me some grenades or something and stepped into the bear trap. So, oh well, his fault. Hey man, when you're when you're an illicit arms dealer, you've got to be more aware of potential death traps just laying about not even ones that are aimed at you specifically just like in general like you just want to be aware of that shit oh yeah definitely because you, you know you don't you don't want that stuff you know you're supposed to be an arms dealer you should realize that some of those arms may get used against you whether you like it or not any anything you sell or buy can be used against you in a game of party hard yeah so uh the miranda yeah, warnings well yeah that was, that was quite quite enjoyable um Certainly would play more, yeah. Certainly when you want to get that nice like evil streak out of the way. Ten out of ten would party hard again. Oh yes, yes indeed. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's our talk about games that we played. And, you know what? Uh, that was uh, that was nice and calm and brief, and uh, well thought out. That was a good back and forth. That was that was a good game session. Yeah, it is. It was indeed. It's nice to. It's a shame that we have to see it go, but we do have to move on. And uh, we. So will long, move and on. thanks for all the fish. Yep. So sad that it come to this. But no, it's uh, news time. News time. Oh. No. No. News uh, time. Yeah. No. No. Me messing around with other people. Who said news time? I got. I got you with an echo a couple of episodes back. I got Darius with an echo. It's uh. Just, just fun to, fun to do. So. I, I just, I was just like, for some reason, I decided that like, you know, whenever we do like a transition, I'll just be quiet so that you have a nice blank spot you can put over the your, your dub over. Yeah. But I, I didn't realize you were gonna be messing around with I, uh, uh, people's audio and stuff. Yeah, I, I like to mess around. I guess that's uh, that's something with the, with the sort of editing. I just. Hell, I mean, it's still fitting into the new immaterial gamers mantra of talk about what we want, do what we want, enjoy what we want. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. doing what I want, check this out. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Vanilla Coke. Nice. There are other carbonated drinks out there. Like, like Vanilla Coke even knows who we are to sponsor us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got... Uh... I've got one Pepsi bottle here, and uh, uh, <laughs> surrounding, yeah, uh, surrounded by uh, multicolored Coke cans of uh, varying uh, flavors. I have, do have one single ginger ale. Uh, solitary. I honestly could there. take a picture of this and make a meme out of it. It's just like it's like <laughs> you came to the wrong neighborhood, son. <laughs> oh, classic! Right, so. Let's have a look at these. We've got three stories. One of them 
is a little short and nice, uh, interesting pays dividends one. One is a depression-related article in regards to Telltale Games, and the other is to do with the shitstorm that is Epic Games still. So, we'll go and do the short one out of the way first. So, Matt's uh, posted a... Oh, sorry, can, I just, can I just ask, like, have we uh, have we gotten to a point yet where, where people are, like, like memifying Epic Games and calling them Epic Fail yet? Um, I feel it's out there. I certainly do. I, I'm sure it's memed. And, oh, oh, Steph had to add one more in there. We'll add that one as the little humorous one at the end. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, a very, very quick one first. Um, this cross-platform play thing that now seems to be happening is paying dividends. Um, sort of the Rocket League thing we've, we've had. It's not actually on the news list, but we had the, the fact that um, Sony and Microsoft are... In partnership for the new Azure streaming service, which is uh, pretty cool in terms of uh, game streaming and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be depressing in the fact that we're not going to own any games anymore, but it's nice to see tech companies working together to sort of make things a little yeah. bit more better and not competitive in, or sort of not like shutting people out like they did with a Blu-ray and HD DVD scenario. Uh, see the tech companies working together to create our uh, post-apocalyptic nightmare world where you own nothing and, and corporations own you. Yeah, I for one welcome. I mean, I'm not. Overlords. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. What are you talking about? Stop talking to me. Tinfoil hat engaged. Oh, nice. Oh, I've got plenty of tinfoil in the kitchen. I could use that later. That'd be that'd be great. But yeah, no, it's, it's starting to sort of pay dividends. And one of the like the first, I mean, post Fortnite. Um, post Rocket League streaming games are now gone fully cross-platform as, as an advertising gimmick is Dauntless. Uh, we think we talked Dauntless. about yeah, I think we talked about Dauntless weeks ago or in the in the age-old podcasts of the lower teens. Yeah, I was even, like, I was a wee, this... I was a wee lad, wee lad, wee lad back in those days. Yeah, so you know that was that was some talk. You know the sort of the the Monster Hunter like. Um, sort of co-op focused monster hunting game. Um, yeah. So I this downloaded week... Dauntless. I've I've never played it. Oh, I think we need to get you on that at some point. Because, I mean, do you would you like hunting big giant monsters with ridiculously big weaponry? I mean, that sounds cool in theory, but I have to say, I did try playing mo- a Monster Hunter game once on the 3DS. Mm. I did not enjoy that at all. I I've that was a real pain in the ass but my biggest gripe with that was there was a lack of a lock-on feature which made it like mm. impossible to aim anything because as soon yeah. as i or the enemy moved like one inch to the left i just it was impossible to hit them now yeah I so think, that I was think dreadful yeah i think there's a I think sort of newer monster worlds and dauntless have got a bit more of a focus on you know focus on the creature uh thing sort of like a sort of on off lock-on that you can have for it. If they've um, got if they've got the targeting system worked out, then I'm definitely up for trying it. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's on the Epic Store as well for free. Um, but yeah, no, it's certainly something to enjoy. And they've managed to get in by saying, yeah, it's now out on consoles, and it's 100% cross compatible or cross play, play where you want with who you want, and PC, just enjoy it. PS4, Xbox One. Nintendo 3DS, 
Game Boy um, Color Advance. Yeah. Virtual Boy. Traffic light system. iPhone. Dumb yeah. phone. My phone. Dog. Cat. Bird. Yeah. The moon. <laughs> the moon. Yeah. No. Just I, I just love that crossplay and, and you know more like this, please. More like this. I guess you can have your exclusives every now and again, but you know don't lock people out wanting to play stuff just give them what they want and you know give them what they want on what they want and everything's great so uh yeah good luck to them and we'll see uh we'll see where that where that goes so hoorah so in the well this oh this one would have been the late teens wouldn't it uh telltale games and it's uh problems Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the the tell tell no tales. I remember. I remember naming that very uh, affectionately. Uh, where what what episode yes, was indeed, that actually? Yes, you did. Got our YouTube channel up here. Uh, uh, it's tell tell no tales. Fus Quack Quack. It was uh, it was down there, man. It was. I think, burr- it, may, I think it may have been. Uh, pooping a eagle. <laughs> Thrill as, thrill as Ryan and Duncan look to try and remember what episode of the podcast we talked about Telltale Games. Don't we? We will get there. Hold on. I've got the playlist right here. Here we go. Tell No Tales was actually episode 8. Wow. We covered that a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The poor scenario involving Telltale's mismanagement and hemorrhaging of funds to the point where the studio just closed um, and just laid off its workforce uh, mid Walking Dead game yeah which uh, you know luckily that got picked up by Skybound and that's now complete I think or is it at least towards completion of the final season of Walking Dead so you know that's that's Unfor- the thing unfortunately uh, Telltale's uh, management didn't play enough uh, Settlers of Catan you know, you can't just build wide, you gotta build tall too. Yeah. And I went too wide, wasn't tall enough, and uh, they just collapsed. And yeah, died a, died to death. Collapsed under its uh, cla- collapsed under its own weight. Yeah. Imploded like a black hole. And uh, yeah, what what is definitely happening is that they're not going to be getting money out of sales of games for a closed company anytime soon. Uh, at least not from good old games, anyway. Uh, who announced? Gog. According to, yeah, good old Gog. Oh, that's a Gogog, then, isn't it? If I said that. Um, yeah, according to Eurogamer, the following titles will be removed from good old games yesterday. Yeah. Be, this, 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 well, this comes out on a Tuesday, so it's Monday the 27th is when they got rid of them. When they get rid of them. We is know the list, timing. Is the, is the list just every Telltale game? or? Well. Uh, pretty much. The titles are as follows. The Wolf Among Us, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Hector, Badger Carnage, The Batman Series, Sam and Max Series, Puzzle Agent Series, Tales from the Borderlands, and Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. So, um, you know, this along with the fact that um, Telltale would remove Tales from the Borderlands from Steam. Nothing's been removed from Epic yet. But, you know, basically the idea is... Get them while you still can't, because to be it honest, is... if you're hearing this now, you're already too late. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's kind of weird to think that there's like, it's it's weird when like you know a game like ceases to exist, like 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 you know when a company like goes away, it's just like, it, mm. it's just it's just like 
you know, there's there's now a finite number of copies of that game out there. You can't yeah. get any more legally. I mean, obviously, you can, you know, be a cheeky little boy and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, reverse could... engineer it and uh, if you figure it out, you'll get it illicitly. But uh, it, yeah, no, as far as yeah. over the counter yeah. copies, there's it's that's it. There's gonna be no more. Yeah. And um, we do have an update that says that 2K Games is looking to get Tales of the Borderlands license. Which is kind of important considering it's being used on uh, one of the... Well, the characters from Tales of the Borderlands will be characters that you meet in the new Borderlands game. Which uh, kind of need your licensing to be on point there. Yeah, I mean... I mean, who's going to dispute it? Like, Like, when a corporate entity ceases to exist, like... Who? Where does the copyright of their products go? Does it go to the shareholders? Does it go to the third parties that they licensed from? Like, yeah. who? Who is? Who's out there who can claim, you know, copyright over the now defunct Telltale games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can look on this. I mean, technically, Tales from the Borderlands or Borderlands is the license of Gearbox. Yeah, and and Two K at that point. I guess technically, Telltale at this point is now. Skybound Entertainment. So, how much license passed on there with The Walking Dead? Did they only just get that? Did they get some of the other licenses? Who knows? I mean, someone somewhere probably knows. Oh, that, is, know. that is interesting because, like, they, 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 the last season did get picked up by another guy, right? It was the Skybound. Yeah, Skybound Entertainment picked that up. So, yeah, I wonder if they only got that game or if they uh, are also, you know, or if they may have picked up some other things. Because I got to say, like, that's a good bargain. I mean, if you uh, you know, if you end up picking up the license for all those other games, I mean, you know, they're on the cheap when you know there's no price tag on something when you're going out of when you're going bankrupt. It's just like whatever I can get out of it, whatever I can settle for. I need to settle my debts. Mm-hmm. People are banging on my doors, the threat to break my knees. I gotta gotta get as much money as I can. Yeah. So I mean, hey, I mean, even if like, you know, even if it's not your intention to like, you know. To make the games or claim it as your property, just you know, hey, license it out. It's just like, hey, you know, it's like I'm the new copyright holder. Pay me, you know, X percent royalties, and uh, you do whatever you want with it. Yeah, good and investment. Be... Yeah, but you know, that. I also That's don't good. know. I also don't know what the the status of the copyright is. So that could just be all wild speculation. It is wild speculation. It's actually it's actually yeah. not true at all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Welcome to Immaterial Gamers, where we do hot takes and wild speculation. Because it makes us feel better. I don't know why, but I looked off to the side as if I was looking at a camera and frowned. I don't know. I'm an odd person. Thank you for all bearing with me. I try. It's it's not always easy. No. I honestly don't feel it is half the time. Oh. Uh, we got our message from the producer. We have a producer message? Oh, uh, it was it was from a while back. It was while you were talking you were talking about League of Legends, I think, and stuff. And it was like, we love you too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is definitely a title name. But uh, yeah, we move on from Telltale, and we were talking about Epic and how they're not getting rid of Walking Dead, the final season off their service. But uh, I think they need a counter along the line of. Bethesda and EA now, because Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, time since last fuck up happened. The weekend we recorded podcast forty two, Darius oh, sends this. Uh, 
So Epic Games currently have a sale on. They Oh boy. They raced ahead to do a spring sale before Steam could do a spring sale. Yeah, I, I've heard that there have been some uh, really fucky things going on with the the Epic Game Store lately. As an unrelated, I like I know where this is going. As an unrelated but similar note, I've heard that people have had problems like like finalizing their purchases on uh, mm. the Epic Game Store. Like like they just said, like, yeah, your credit card doesn't exist. I I know. You know oh. And they would have to do like you know they would basically like you know, it's like they would take the money, but then like they would realize that they couldn't finish the transaction and just say oh we'll refund you tomorrow or whatever so it's just be like oh so it's just be like oh okay i'll try again i guess and then they buy it again and it's just like now they're out two copies of the game and they're still not being refunded until tomorrow and it's just like i've heard things like that happen it's like oh oh." that's that's even worse than what's been done already yeah i heard that on the rooster teeth podcast actually uh I've Mr. Gus Sarola bitching about his experience with the Epic Game Store, and that's that, I'm paraphrasing. That's not his. That's not the exact experience he had, but that's essentially what he was communicating. It was it was a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I could I could picture could picture Gus being not so happy about that. To be honest, actually, when thinking about it, but um, yeah, no, I mean, Kotaku picked this up, Jim Sterling picked this up, Sid Alpha, various other game commentators that appear on my recommended list on YouTube and around the gaming sphere. Um, Inside Gaming will have picked it up as well, to be honest. Talking rooster teeth. But, um, yeah, just aggressive, aggressive, aggressive is what um, Epic's motto is when it comes to doing these sales and exclusivity and stuff like that. Just full tilt sprint into the uh, gaming uh, distribution market. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I can see it's it's weird because on one hand, they try to do something good on this. D- deep discounts on, on items. Some games had, you know, you know up to 10% discounts. Um, one of their major ones that they had was any game that was 13 or more, or 14 or more, something like that, $15, pounds, whatever currency rate right at the time, Epic Games would cover the cost of the discount, so you would get ten pound euros dollars off a product that was worth that price. So you know that was that was a nice idea, and you know they said they were going to make sure that the developers were going to benefit from the discounts. So that you know that they would, like I say, cover the cost. The problem was they didn't tell the developers about this until the sale had already started. Oh, so, so no developer had a choice of whether their game was on sale during this, you know, big spring event. And developers don't like that. It's sort of a no. Apparently, it's sort of known game industry trend that putting a game on sale devalues the product, regardless of whether the game is good or bad. It's just the idea that something's on sale just inherently gives you the idea of, oh, this is a bargain. What's wrong with it? Yeah, it's just like, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it does give you that kind of psychological uh, preconditioning of just like, uh, okay, well, why is this so cheap? Yeah, uh, and, and and worst of all on this is it was happening with pre-orders. They went big on the new Bloodlines game for Vampire the Masquerade. That game's not even out yet, it's on pre-order, and it's already got 10 quid off, or 10 currency off. 
needless needless to say, they weren't happy and pulled See, the like, pre-order off the store. I feel like that's like the one time where like I feel like that's like the one time where that might be okay. Where it's just like you know, I th- I think that you know, if you were to say like incentivize someone for uh, you know pre-ordering, it's like we'll give you a little we'll give you a little discount on them. And it's like yeah, you know, service-based companies do like. Uh, well, services in general do really like when they have a more accurate figure of how many people are going to pay for something or buy something in advance. And obviously, you know, products are different. But, you know, these days mm. when it comes to video games, product and service go hand in hand. It's just like, you know, you know they got to know how many people they got to have on staff to, you know, fix the game and do tech support and shit like that. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, it's like, uh, it's. It, I, I feel like... If there's ever going to be a time that you discount a game, like, other than, like, way, way, way after the game has come out, it'd be, like, as, like, a pre-order incentive, I think. Well, it kind of happens on the early access fair, doesn't it? So. Yeah, yeah kind of, exactly. Like, uh, you know, it, and depending on how early it is, you know, how early in the, the pre-order is, you know, it can go towards, you know, polishing, you know, finish finishing touches, you know, when you if you have a game or you already know that a game is like you know releasable, you know that little extra, you know, few extra million at the end could be like, hey, we could do a few things we weren't originally expecting to be able to do with this, with this mm. little extra money. You know, we could tighten this up a little bit, make this look a little better. Yeah, and maybe introduce this service that we were thinking about, but thought it would be too uh, resource intensive to implement. You know, things like mm. that. Yeah, but I guess I guess on that on that on that same regard though, you would like the choice beforehand. Oh god, so yeah. Said, in any scenario, you'd never want to just do it and say, "Hey, guess what? Uh, we discounted your product." Lol. As yeah. like, uh, I didn't say you could do that. Yeah. We kind of we kind of had an, an agreement on the price. So yeah, Paradox, who are making that game, have all the rights to pull it off the store until the sale's over. So, and and they did. And you know, they just said, you know, there's this there's this issue that's come through. We are going to honor all the discount pre-orders that have happened but we're taking the game off until you know the the game comes out or the sorry the sales over so you know that's happened um there was an issue with super giant games we were talking about hades last week um there was a slight problem that due to due to currency conversion the great thing it is only certain countries were making benefits of the 10 pound so the 10 currency I live in the UK, it's easy to say pounds. Um, the 10 currency discount was only available in certain places for it, so Supergiant raised the price. That was also a backfire. Oh, God. So, you know, in, in their intentions of trying to do that, which, you know, again, they're within their means to raise the price of a game. The game is still in early access. We were talking, you know, just a couple of minutes ago that, yeah... Buying it cheaper is the incentive for joining them on the journey to help them develop the game later down the line. But they sort of did this to try and cover the, you know, the discount issue and the currency conversion issue. And that was a mistake. But that was, you know, in their sense, forced on them by by Epic there as well. The price has gone down again for now. But a post has been said that they are intending to raise the price again and warn people about it. And then there's the fraud detection issue. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, Epic Games doesn't have a shopping cart yet. 
Okay. This so like that's like step, you know, three or four in the uh, online shopping uh, yeah. service uh, infrastructure. Yeah, it's like, it's like step one, have a website. Step two, have a thing to sell on the website. Yeah, step step three, have the shopping cart in order to sell the thing on the on the website. It's um, like people. It's like companies who sell beds online have shopping carts. You know, it's like people. It's like it's like I'm gonna buy like one thing from this company, but it's nice to have the shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 something to to think of. So they don't have it. So you have to buy every item individually. And here's the problem, it's a sale. People are going to want to buy more than one game. But they can't put it in a shopping cart. So they buy every item individually and in quick succession. Which then tracked, uh, triggered Epic's fraud detection protocols. You've activated my trap card. Yeah, yeah, they've... Oh wait, that's a bad thing. (laughs) I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, yeah. Epic, you screwed up. You screwed up. Big epic time. Fail. And... Hashtag epic fail. Yep. And considering you're already in the bad, you know, you know, the bad books for your aggressive exclusivity stuff, you know, which I still, again, still feel is a product of the games industry as it is. It's, you know, Epic aren't the reason the games industry is going all over the place. They are... A, they are a result of what's already happening in the games industry, if you get what I mean there. So yeah, no, they're not the causes. They're just the by- they're just the product. They're just yeah. the they're the end. They're the byproduct. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So um, hopefully, I mean the store the sales still ongoing for now. Hopefully, they can reset their days since last incident counter, and then uh, everything week. will be fine. Uh, man, you know it's like. I'm still, like, kind of... This may sound strange after, you know, all the shitting on Epic Games we've done over the last, I mean, almost the duration of this podcast's life, off and on. Yeah. But I'm still, like, kind of sort of rooting for Epic Games in a weird way, you know? It's just, mm. like, I'm kind of hoping that eventually they get all their problems sorted out and they just become a competent uh, game distributor. They're currently not. They are not that at all right now. They are subpar, to say the least, that's that's speaking kindly of them between mm. you know between you know uh payment problems fraud detection not communicating properly with developers you know they're they're all over the map in terms of just shit that they're doing wrong yeah but it's just like at the same time it's just like they're, i'm still holding out hope that eventually they'll be like they'll normal out event they'll normalize at some point before they crash and burn entirely and you Indeed. know become a proper competitor for steam because like we still need to have we we we, we got to be able to stop steam you know it's like we got to try and you know uh, you know i don't hate steam i don't hate them at all i don't want them to to go away but i do think that you know their competition is healthy and having more than one major distributor will be helpful yeah so now that we've finished talking about the the epic games kerfuffle hopefully they'll all be sorted so a very quick one there was a new Warframe patch this week called the Jovian Accord. Uh, Kotaku has given us this one, but me and Steph and Dad and Dee were playing it yesterday when we were recording. So, yeah, new little story bits, new nodes, new game mode. That's all by the by. What they've introduced, though, is a tiny little critter that everyone's loving. Uh-huh. So, um, I just as read part- the title of it. 
Yeah. So as part of the Gas City tile set on Warframe, they've added little space Roombas. The little, <laughs> little uh, domestic space. drones is what domestic they're named. Space Roombas. And uh, I don't know if you saw the GIF on the Kotaku page, but they're purchasable. Oh, God, you can buy them. You can buy them. And people have just been using their platinum to just buy these little Roombas. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the GIF now. Yeah, there are, there are 100 platinum each. They have little glowy upward chevrons to represent happy faces when they see you. They love their job, and they love you. This would and, be uh, me if I was a super rich uh, future space fighter. I just spend all my money on space Roombas. Yeah. <laughs> just, just buy I mean, hundreds and hundreds of space Roombas. <laughs> I love the I love the um, the credit at the end or of the article that just says, um, ultimately I can't tell you what to do with your money, but I know that if I would um, I would buy one if I had some spare platinum, I would buy two. I don't want one to be lonely. I mean, just yeah, just that's true. You know, it's like it's like dogs. You know, it's just like you can get one, but then it's like oh, then you think about how they're gonna feel when they're when you know when they're by themselves and you go to work. Yeah. It's like oh, at least they'll have a little friend, but then. Yeah. Then you turn. Then you go from dogs to cats, and all of a sudden it just becomes a hoarding problem. It's like, oh god, what have I done? Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, if you if you do play Warframe, um, do the Corpus maps. You'll find the rooms around. You'll realize that they are something that you want in your life, and just make sure to buy one on your ship. Um, and based on that idea, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this podcast up because I want to go and buy me a space room because I think I've got a hundred platinum spare. Um, so if you did like what you heard, then please like, share, subscribe, pass the podcast out and all the other shows to all your friends and family. Let them join the hive mind. Absolutely. So uh, show it to your space room, but maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll get a kick out of it. You know. Yeah. The happy little faces. And, um, you know, keep an eye out on the shows that are on there. We'll start this off from the Monday, as as always. Role-playing, not in my games. Still plugging on with Resonance of Fate. I will finish that bastard game. Even if it kills me. Especially if it kills you. That would be great content. Yeah. I mean... We, we I mean, can just hear the... the of, uh, of, of, of Ryan collapsing onto the table. Yeah, just a just a good old as I, as I then fall. Um, I mean, it would mean that that sh- that show will then end. Um, yeah, but you know, yeah, live it, live and learn. Uh, but then we can have, but we have the super clickbaity title of just like man actually dies playing a video game, not clickbait. Yeah, exclamation marks all the way down. Almost died. Love, just kidding. Actually died. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, classic. Tuesdays, podcasts. Uh, Fridays, General's War Table. Stee is still plugging on with XCOM. Uh, he's doing well. They've not, you know, died yet. The world has not been destroyed just yet. That's Uh, good news. Yeah, very good. It means there's more content. Saturdays, play sessions. Which, at this point, will be coming up to, you know, wrapping up the Monster Prom trilogy. Indeed. And, uh, oh, I left it at a cliffhanger on the last one. I, I haven't op- finished the whole I thing, but to, I will. Yeah, I was about to open a box. And you'll find out this week what happened when I opened that box. Oh, my God. Because 
you know, of the of the rule that I made up in the rules of the shop. See the box, buy the box. So, and I never uh, went to the shop. Yeah, and um, yeah, you'll see how we'll see how our dates or our attempts at dating all work out on that episode. And then Sundays is sibling rivalry, where the Pokemon bingo is in full swing. Absolutely, um, we uh we currently have you know the the next episode will be episode three. Yeah, uh, we currently have eight uh, total episodes recorded of you know four sessions turned into two episodes each. Yeah, uh, and we're expecting that we're going to be doing at minimum two more sessions, if not three. So we're got at least twelve, if not fourteen weeks worth of content of yeah. that to go. So this this will end up un, you know until I guess unless Steve continues the XCOM, that'll become the single uh, longest or the second longest single game playthrough which will be you know thing to go and and people like pokemon it's a simple people thing like pokemon yeah like great it's been performing uh, pretty well you know it's it's got you know it's got de- half decent views for uh for, for our content anyway yeah so you know it's all good and then that's not to say that the other series are coming in um i'm planning it and i'm gonna say it now i'm looking at a black mirror rewatch podcast I've got a code name for it. That's not got a code name. I've got an actual name for it. Steph's going to look at a logo for me. I might be able to kick Darius's ass and he might be able to join me on it. And anyone else who's happy to join is happy to join. But I've got the intention because Black Mirror comes out on June the 5th on Netflix. By June the 5th to have the first episode of a Black War- a Black Warrior Mimich. Uh, where the Black hell? Black Warrior Mimich. Yeah, yeah. Black Mirror rewatch. You know, going through each episode in order of Black Mirror, talking trivia, plot points, how they compare to other Black Mirror episodes, and just talking about something that I kind of enjoy and is tangentially related to games because technology. So, you know, it's an idea. Steph and Darius have still got their show that they're planning. You know, that that's coming up. I know. Matt's got ideas in the pipeline for something he wants to do. So we got content and we're looking for it. And you know, we're looking forward to showing you that stuff. So yeah, if you share the stuff that we're watching oh, <coughs> my god. If you share the stuff that you're watching and share, you know, our stuff, we'll make more of it. Hell, we'll make it anyway. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're stubborn. I won't. But we'll make even more and more of it if you actually do share it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, feed feedback. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. I mean, you know, if it's something that we can change, we'll change it. If it's something like, oh, don't play this, play this, maybe. maybe we'll not. think about it. Yeah. Again, halfway through the podcast, we talked about the do what we want, talk about what we want, enjoy what we want mantra. So, you know. But, uh, yeah. In that case, then, uh, cheers, Duncan. Cheers, Ryan. And uh, we will see you next week. So until that point, for God's sake, please don't kill each other. I saw the producer message. That's not how we do things. We don't kill each other. Unless we're playing League of Legends. That's our our whole thing. We only kill fake people. Yeah. No real murders, please and thank you. With Roombas. Ah, now Roombas, that's that's a different thing. Oh, something immaterially different. Anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Until next <laughs> time.
We'll see you later.